Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I am Julie, your host, and I'm delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have a bunch of callers who've joined us already, and they're all teed up, ready to ask their questions. It'll be fun to see what they have to, to ask and and see what kind of answers we get. And before I get to them, I wanted to say a couple of things. I um, wrote my blog this week on surviving grief. And so I'd like to read it just to give you some some things to ponder and things that have helped me. And when I read it, I'll explain why I'm reading it. What I wrote was, they say deaths come in threes, and this week it proved to be true. On Monday, a high school friend passed away from cancer. Sharon was a fun, kind, beautiful gal who brightened every room she entered. On Tuesday, our son Jonathan's fiance, Mallory's grandfather, died after after deciding to discontinue kidney dialysis. Clarence, known to his family as Opa, his wife's German, so they're Oma and Opa, which is grandma and granddad in German, was a decorated veteran, a former army ranger, and he was always the life of the party wherever he went. Everyone enjoyed hearing his jokes and stories and simply loved being around him. And then yesterday on Wednesday, our neighbor Ed committed suicide. He was a successful attorney with a beautiful wife, family, home, and what seemed to be a charmed life. The shock of his untimely death has his friends and family reeling as they try to make sense of the whole situation. Eventually, we'll all face the loss of a loved one and we'll know people who experience the same. So how do we survive the grief that inevitably affects each and every one of us? Here are some strategies that I employ that may help you when you find yourself in this place. First, remember, We all decide when, where, how, and who's with us when we go. Knowing this helps ease the guilt some of us feel when we're not there at the exact moment our loved one dies. Second, remember, we're all surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones as we're dying, all of whom escort us, all of us, to heaven. Everybody goes to heaven. It doesn't matter if the dying process happens instantly or over days, weeks, or months. Everyone goes through the 12 phases of transition, and it's a glorious scene. The 12 phases of transition are on my website, and it's angels and deceased loved ones that surround us as we're dying. Third, remember, grief comes in waves. Just like waves of the ocean, grief grief has three phases. Calm, disruption, repair. 
The sea is calm, then a wave comes crashing into the shore with a lot of force and then recedes. Grief is the same. The feeling overcomes us, recedes, and then goes away. When the pain is intense, allow it to pass through you and you'll notice how it eventually lessens. Lastly, I do my best to find little miracles along the way. Sharon lived long enough to see a grandbaby born and christened. Clarence waited for his daughter to arrive from Arizona. He passed two hours after she landed. And Ed laid his will, wallet, cell phone, and a large amount of cash on his bed and placed a file of household bills on his desk. In addition, he opened cabinet doors in his home office to expose binders with investment portfolio information. He made efforts to give his wife some direction in order to help lessen her burden. When my little sister Joan died of a cerebral aneurysm in 2010, my dear friend Deborah told me, life is for the living. And that simple phrase has stuck with me ever since. So focus on a life well lived, prepare food and take it to the family, send a comforting note or book like my angelic attendance, and mostly just be present and allow yourself and others whatever time it takes to grieve. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up was who has three people in their in their orbits die three days in a row? I just thought, oh my God, that's just extraordinary. And yesterday afternoon when we found about Ed, our neighbor who had died, I spent the afternoon with his wife and his family and uh you know, just trying to comfort him but but Oh my goodness, you know, that is just, when it, whenever there's a suicide, especially, or somebody dies unexpectedly, it's just ramps it up several notches. So we'll be at Mallory's granddad's funeral on Saturday. Ed's funeral will be sometime next week. I'm not going to make the funeral of a classmate that's in Columbus probably this weekend. So um, I've gotten so many emails from people who read my blog today, probably more than any, any blog that I've ever done. And the emails said, I needed to hear this. This was perfect timing, things like that. And so I just wanted to share those thoughts with you because three people dying three days in a row and and I'd always heard deaths come in threes and man it was proven correct this week so with that let's go to the phones and let's see who we've got with us this evening and then we'll go from there and I believe our first caller is Katie hi Katie hi how are you I'm good how are you Terrific. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Michigan. Okay. Terrific. You got a question for me? Yeah. Um, I had called you probably about a month ago and uh-huh. um, told you about when we were on vacation, our house flooded. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's kind of been um, just a, a mess ever since, but mm. the, um, like the, Remediation has just been completed, mm-hmm. and um, we had like our post testing done for the mold and every and air quality and all of that. Mm-hmm. And there was one spot in the house that came back a little bit elevated, and mm-hmm. so we had the restoration company come back out and clean that up. Um, but I was just wondering if you could scan my house and see sure. if there's any other areas that we need to be concerned with. 
Yeah, and also maybe had, tell me about the air quality. You had a bad mold problem from the the leaks, right? Well, uh, we had we had a couple p- different people come in and test, and they pretty much got like completely different results. Mm-hmm. So um, the second person that we used, he's come back twice now. He did the pre-test and post-test, and he said as far as the air quality and everything, it's fine. Um, it's just that one area that he found, well, originally, like the pretest showed, um, raised, it was like elevated in the bathroom where the, Uh where there was ceramic tile. So underneath the tile floor Uh and then underneath the kid's bathroom vanity. But those are the only areas that he found to be, um, elevated. And then just the post test just showed like the east side of the house, like in one of the floor joists. Mm-hmm. I guess. So as I'm so, looking at your house, by the way, there, did you get that tile replaced? Because I'm seeing mold under a tile, under tile in a bathroom. Yep. So that's ripped out and cleaned up. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So as I'm looking at the front of your house, what I'm doing, everybody that's listening, is I'm scanning Katie's house real quickly for And where I see mold, Katie, and I don't know what's in this part of your house, but as I'm walking in the front door, what's in the back left? What's the room in the back left? of the house on the main floor? Um, my, my daughter's bedroom. Okay. I see mold in there and I see mold in the drywall on the back wall and on the side wall of that room that, that I don't know if it flooded in that room or not, but it, it came from the bottom up into the drywall. So get, get online, go to homebiotic.com and mm-hmm. get some of their spray, which is non-toxic. It doesn't have any scent or anything, and spray that on the drywall. And what it is is it's a bacteria that will eat the mold. Okay? I don't okay, think so I, they, I don't, yeah. They did take the drywall out on that left, uh, on that part of the wall. Uh-huh. Um, so the drywall has been removed and the insulation has been removed. Okay, well, there's still mold so now, on those two walls, on the okay. on the back wall in that room and the, the side wall in that room. And it's That's coming from the bottom up, coming from the bottom up, so I don't know. So if that would be have. where they, okay, that's where they, that's where they, that's where the mold is that they know about is in between the, it's underneath the floor, like in the basement. Mm-hmm. Like on the wall right there. So if it's coming up, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so it's coming up. So get some so, of that homebiotic stuff, and I would spray the daylights out of it and follow the directions because it's non-toxic, but it works really well. Okay. Is that the only area that you see? That's what I'm seeing right now on a quick scan. Yeah, I think what would make mm-hmm. sense would be for us to do a private consult. Let me do a really thorough scan of the house, and we can really do a deep dive and find out where it is. But that's what came up first um, this evening. Okay. okay. All right, but I'm glad okay. you're making some progress and you're back in your house. Yeah, well, we're not back in it yet, but we're getting there. Oh, okay. There. Well, um, getting there. Okay. No, if I'm the gonna, air quality is okay. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to need to run because i got a bunch of people okay. on hold. Schedule a private session, and let's just really do a deep dive on this, and then we can okay. do a real thorough scan and, and all of that. The air quality in that back bedroom, your daughter's bedroom, is not good. I would not let her sleep in there. Okay. And the problem right. is when it, gets, when it gets in the HVAC and it starts blowing around the house, then it just spreads yep. it. 
Yeah. Okay. So, okay. All right. Thanks, Thank Katie. you. Hang in there. Uh-huh. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's see who's next. I believe it's Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> well, that's good, huh? <laughs> yeah, not very good. I've had, I called last week. Um, I had just found out that my husband was apparently cheating on me, even right. though he still denies it. Uh-huh. But I actually ended up going, the day I talked to you, I went to my lawyer and then we finished up the next day with divorce papers. And I'm still just having a hard time knowing if it's the right decision I made. Uh-huh. And William, my husband's name, he wants, he has been pretty persistent about wanting to try counseling, but I just don't know because we've tried counseling in the past with his drug issue. We've gone Uh together for that. And I just don't know if it would help or if it would just prolong it and we'd end up getting divorced at some point anyway. So I'm just, I'm really lost (laughs) on what to do. Okay. Michelle, where are you calling in from this evening? Oh, Harrison, Michigan. Okay. All right. And I, and if I remember correctly, what I got last week was for you to, to um, it wasn't in your best interest to divorce him at this moment, right? Is that what I got right. last week? Yeah. Okay, so let's ask again now, because future events, there are lots of variables that come into play that can affect the outcome. And so mm-hmm. let's ask, is it in Michelle's best interest to divorce William? At, at this moment in time, is it in Michelle's best interest to divorce William? I'm getting a no again. I'm still getting a no. So there's more to the story that meets, than meets the eye. And it's pretty fast. If you found out last week and you want to serve him with divorce papers in a week, I mean, really, what what is it going to make that much difference if you wait a month or two? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I just think, like, I think oh. what I said last week was you just slow it way down. Slow it way okay. down. Nobody's forcing you to make this decision quickly. He wants to work it out by yourself some time. You don't have to make okay. this decision right now. Okay. So I'm still getting the same thing that I got last week. Slow it way down. And at this moment in time, I don't get it's in your best interest. Okay. So do you think the counseling would help? I get a yes on that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that will help too, Michelle, is be really clear on what you want. What do you want? Yeah. You know, do you want your marriage to work? Do you want to stay married to him? What, what do you, what, do you, what exactly is it that you want in a marriage to him or to anybody else? And when you focus on that, that's the energy you're going to send out. When we focus mm-hmm. on all the bad things or the negative things, that's what we get. So okay. focus on, focus on what you want. What's it going to look like when things are really good and keep that picture in your head and keep focusing on that. Okay. But, Slow it down. Don't make any decisions anytime soon. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. So let's see who else, who we we have next. I believe we have Rosa and Beth. Hi, ladies. Hi. How are you? Uh, um, Good. 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 Yeah. I have a question. Um, 
my husband and I just retired in the past year, and mm-hmm. we're kind of floating between um, our home in Pennsylvania and we have a place here in Maui, and we have animals at our home in Pennsylvania that we can't bring to Maui. But my question is, where do you see me going in the future? Uh, we're like really up in the air as to what, where to go and what to do. Okay, so who's speaking? Is this Rosa or Beth? If this is Beth. We I'm, are. This is this is this is Rosa. Now we're sisters, and okay. I live in I live in Maui, and I have mm-hmm. two friends that just called you from Maui who were visiting last the last couple of weeks. But anyway, oh, Beth is now. Yeah, Beth is now here, and we're sitting in the parking lot of Target <laughs> talking to you in my car. I'm so honored. Oh, my God. I'm so honored. It's a, it's a Maui, a Maui Target. How exciting. It is a Maui Target, totally. Yeah. And, I, and do, they, do they sell Maui onions? Uh, I eat Maui onions. I don't I sell them, but I do eat them. <laughs> I, I, no, I wondered if you could get them at Target. I love Maui onions. Oh yes! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They are. They are here. I live in yep. Alabama, and everybody's all all wound up about Vidalias down here. Vidalias are oh, yeah. nothing compared to Maui onions. Oh, oh my god! I totally agree. I totally They're just agree. Sweet, well, amazing. So okay, I can so send you some. <laughs> okay, so Beth, your question is. Where is it, where is it in your best interest to live? Is that what I'm getting? What I'm hearing? Right, and, right. So is it in Beth? And what's your husband's name? Tim. Tim, as in Timothy. Yes. Okay, just like mine. We both married Tims. All right. So is it in Beth and Tim's best interest to live in Maui full time? I get a no on that. Is it in? Beth and Tim's best interest to live in Pennsylvania full-time. I get a yes on that. That's at this moment in time, as I was just talking with Michelle about that. Now, there are about a bazillion variables that go into that answer right now that can affect the outcome, so that may be different next week or next month. Is it in, is it in Beth and Tim's best interest to live in Pennsylvania full-time, and vacation in Maui, I get a yes. What other, what other uh, variation of that question do you want me to ask? Yeah. Um, I, I see that for now, but um, I guess, like, is, how about, like, if we live half in Pennsylvania and half in Maui? Is it in Beth and Tim's best interest to live half in Pennsylvania and half in Maui? I get a yes. Okay. But I'm also I'm also getting for you to keep your residency in Pennsylvania because it's less expensive. Are Hmm. the taxes less expensive there than in Hawaii? No, way more, way more in Pennsylvania. Way more in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, there's then there's some other reason for that. So let's ask specifically, I mean, that's me thinking, is it, is it in Beth and Tim's best interest to live, um, have their primary residence be in Maui for financial reasons? Yes. Is it in Beth and Tim's best interest to continue to own their home in Pennsylvania? Yes. Is it in their best interest to own a home in Maui? I get a no. Housing is probably way more expensive in Maui, I would think. Is it? 
Mm, well, we have a very small condo here, so not okay. really. All right. I'm getting I'm getting a yes on the on the fifty fifty, but for some reason right now I'm getting keep your residency in Pennsylvania. So you you you'll have to figure out what that's all about. Okay, I think I know. Okay, usually it's financial, but uh, if you're telling me that taxes are way less in Hawaii, then it may not be financial. Well, I have my children and my grand my children and grandchildren are in or close to me, real close to me in Pennsylvania. So that would be okay. A All right. maybe. But, I, you know, check with your accountant and see what makes more sense financially. You can still keep your house in Pennsylvania, but, you know, you want to go wherever it's going to be the most beneficial from a tax standpoint and investment standpoint. Okay. All okay. Right. Thanks, lady. Right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Let it turn day. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> right back at you, babe. Okay, let's see who else we've got here. We've got Glenda. Hi, Glenda. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. I've got to tell you, your timing's impeccable for reading what you wrote um, on your blog. Oh, what's going on? the reason why I called. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Well, what's going on? Just a few weeks ago, um, we got news and about my Mm -hmm. ex-brother-in-law. You know, I've I've only known him since I was 12, technically, before way before I married into the family. Mm -hmm. But um, they found him, him and his uh, girlfriend and a little dog passed away in their uh, mobile home in Arizona in the heat. We don't know. The coroner kind of, we're just kind of like reeling over this because it's something that just doesn't, you would think wouldn't happen, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Stone cold, mm-hmm. just amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the shock has been very hard. It's been excruciating for the kids, his my niece and nephews. Mm-hmm. And there's so much cleanup of what's happened. And the unanswerable question is, is like, was he sick before? Um, they're saying that he passed away a day or two before the girlfriend was found, before they were all found. And the power company turned the power off on their manufactured home that they were living in, or it's pretty much a mobile home. Mm -hmm. And the excruciating heat, they died of heat exhaustion. Mm -hmm. However, how did, if the power hadn't been turned off, how did he pass away? And then we know that she must have, no, she was an alcoholic, probably drank, went to sleep, the power went off, and they just died. Mm-hmm. We just have this question that what happened to him before that? It's like, was he ill? Did he have anything to say? I mean, you know, you yeah. know how you just have this unanswerable sure. closure. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, it's, yeah. I was 12 since I've known him, and very yeah. close to the family, even though I've been divorced from my ex for forever, Dave was always very close to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I, just, just, but I just went through oh, this all day yesterday with yeah. my sisters. I, I, I understand. Um, you, so tell me your brother-in-law's name. He's David King. David. And, and please tell everybody where you're calling in from. I'm in Magna, Utah, just out, about 15 minutes outside of uh, Salt Lake. Okay. Right. 
Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you, and from you, we'll get David on the line, and we'll talk to him. Let's see what <laughs> yeah. he has to say. So I'm raising my vibrational level. Everybody that's listening, especially if you're a first-time listener, I raised my vibrational level to the level of spirit. Because when our spirit's attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. And when I, when I raise my vibration to the level of spirit, I'm able to connect with spirits anywhere in the world, alive, dead, you know, whatever. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to watch a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's going to connect with Glenda in Utah. And I'm sure David will be standing right next to you because they usually are because they know we're talking about them. So, so here we go. All right. Got you. Yeah. He's standing right next to you. Um, okay. So he's saying it was a total accident. Uh, no foul play. Um, were you sick before you died? No. Was it pure heat exhaustion? Yes. Why did the coroner show that you died earlier than your girlfriend? She was drunk. Well, you just told us that. All right. Well, we just assumed. You know. Yeah. Uh, was she younger than him quite a bit and healthier maybe? Uh, a little bit. I probably yeah. a little bit. I didn't know her very well. Yeah. That's what he's saying, that she was in better shape than he was. Um, he says everything's fine, everything's perfect, it, it all worked out perfectly. And what I was just saying, Glenda, when I was you know, talking about my week this week and, and remembering that Everybody chooses when they go, where they go, how they go, who's with them when they go, all of that. I just have seen it over and over and over and over again. And and my son's fiance Mallory, you know, her granddad been, has been dying for two weeks. And the man died two hours after his daughter arrived from Arizona. Yeah. So, yeah. And... and Compound Matters, Mallory's dad was on his way back to Birmingham. They live in Huntsville, which is a couple of hours north of us, and he was on his way back to Birmingham. And so the granddad waited until Tim, Mallory's dad, was an hour from Birmingham, and his daughter had arrived. So Tim delivered her to the house. He started home, and and he waited until Tim was gone and the daughter was there. So there, every funeral director will tell you story, a million stories like that. Everybody's in control. That's so, true. Did he leave a will? Did he have a will at all? He's saying no, he did not. I didn't think so. We couldn't find one. What yeah. did you think about what his kids have done with his belongings? They're just in the, the, the trailer had to be condemned. He doesn't care. That's a human thing. Spirits don't care about that stuff. So Linda. he's pretty much don't really, whatever they do is fine with him. He could care less. Spirits are just pure love and light. All that stuff's material. It's all a human thing. They, they, they just, when people say to me, did, did my deceased whoever like the service? Yeah. Again, they don't yeah, care. They were just, you know, life they're, for they're, the living. They're, they're just fighting and grumbling, and they're also upset and traumatized that it's yeah, brought I'm such sure. division between the poor kids. And I understand that. So, and I just could never get it. It was always in my head that I couldn't ever realize that he would be 
could care less about whatever was going on. Anything he wants me to tell his children? Calm down. <laughs> yeah. So just want to calm down. More like get over it. <laughs> uh, calm down. Everything's fine. Um, he's saying teach teach you to teach them how to talk to him. I think you you probably know this already. You say something to David in your head, and the first thing that pops in your head within a second is going to be his response. If you think about yeah. it for more than a couple of seconds, Glenda, that's going to be your brain answering you. So um, he's saying, please teach his kids that, and they can they can talk with him, and it'll make them feel better. But he, he just keeps... Yep. He, he just keeps saying everybody just needs to calm way down. So, <laughs> That's him. Yeah. yeah. Thank so, you. Thank I you. Hope thank that you. Helped. Thank you. I'm sorry for your loss. It does. Colin. Okay. Well, Take care. Heart's breaking, but thank you for all of all of that. You just timing was amazing. I just yeah. knew I had to call you. That was perfect. oh, mom, delighted you did. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah. Okay. Let's see who else we got. Miss Patty. Hi, Patty. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you, girl? I'm fine. How are you? How's everything? Everything's fab. Please tell everybody where you're calling in from. Queens, New York. All right. What's going on up there? Nothing much. Yeah. I have a dilemma, and I need your help. I just want to close... Okay. What's that? What's the dilemma? Um, okay, I have food allergies. I'm allergic to chicken and fish. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to a restaurant, I always order, like, always the same thing, either what they call steak Diane or some steak. Um, Sometime, um, because I have liver problems now, so I can't have any pork unless it's pork tenderloin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't have no Italian cold cuts like prosciutto, mortadella. So at this time, I'm talking about mm-hmm. it at this time. So mm-hmm. my cousin's daughter is getting married uh, and they're going to have the bridal shower this Saturday. So um, when I found out the name of the restaurant, I went online to look at the menu and they had a lot of chicken and fish and they had very few um, um, dishes. As long as they have veal parmesan, and I thought I might be ordering that. So when I spoke to the bride-to-be uh, yesterday, they told me that um, the court, uh, there's going to have appetizers, no mm-hmm. salad, a pasta dish, which mm-hmm. I can't have pasta at this time because I'm trying not to have a lot of carbs, and mm-hmm. um, and basic ch- one dish of chicken, one trio, and eggplant sorrentino. Eggplant mm-hmm. sorrentino has prosciutto in there mm-hmm. so I can't mm-hmm. have it mm-hmm. and when I looked online about the antipasto they're going to have hot and cold mm-hmm. on the cold the hot side is fish but on the cold side they're going to have a seafood salad a seafood salad on the tray where they have like um, uh, mozzarella and roasted red peppers which I can eat but if it touches the seafood I can't have anything I can't mm-hmm. have like you know, it's a, allergies are very dangerous, right? And, right. Right. And so, I call so the restaurant. Yeah, so I call the say? restaurant. They say they can make it, that they can make me something else. Perfect. Right. Right. But I don't want to cause any bad. I don't want to cause um, an embarrassing situation because I'm going to order something else when the Pacific, when the bride already said that this is what's going to be on. You know, part of the the shower. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the way I see it, Patty, you've got two choices. One is mm-hmm. to, if, if you want to eat, have the restaurant fix you something special. And if right, anybody right. asks, say, I have food allergies and it's just, you know, I get really sick. Nobody's going to care about that. Everybody knows about allergies to peanuts and shellfish, and nobody's going to care. The other choice, as I see it, is eat something before you go and just don't eat when you're there. I know, and then I'm going to look bad because I'm the one that likes to eat all the time. And well, so- uh, and I can And if it's not well, I'm trying to order. They say I love eggplant parmesan. So it's like I was trying to ask, can you just take the prosciutto out and just put and just have the just the eggplant only with cheese on top? You know, I, I love eggplant parmesan. Mm-hmm. All right. And, it's, and I bet it's they good. will. I bet they yeah. will. I bet they'll do so, that for you. So you know right, what, but, Patty, make it easy. Mm-hmm. Arrange, prearrange that with the restaurant. Get there a little early. You know, mm-hmm. talk to talk to whoever the manager or the maitre d or whomever. Yeah, he told me. I called. I called up the restaurant this morning, and they said, "Don't worry about it. Uh, just see me, and okay. we'll." Right. I just uh, the point is, is that you know, if if you're the bride and you're doing a shower, how do you feel about you know somebody else ordering something that you didn't? You know, that you already set what you want at your shower. I think if somebody's got a food allergy, it's a non-discussion. It's just a, it's a moot point. You know, it's like yeah. if somebody's in a wheelchair, they need a ramp to get into the restaurant. It's the same kind of a thing. I think you're right. making way too much, too, you're putting way right. too much worry on this. This is not a big deal. Right. Don't make it into a big deal. Get there. Talk to the maitre d'. They've already told mm-hmm. you they're hand, they'll handle it. Go mm-hmm. have a fabulous time. And don't even and also, think another thought. Don't think I, another thought about it. I just want to let you know, my cousin owns a restaurant, all right? Yeah. And on the on the menu, it does say, please tell the waiter if you have any allergies. There you go. Perfect. No. So, so don't make this into a dilemma. There's no dilemma mm-hmm. here. You got it solved already, girl. Yeah, you I know, I know. Call. You did good. I, I'm Italian. Come on. You did you, good. You, you, you ever see the Italians, how we act towards each other? You know, it's like, you know, everybody makes a big deal, okay? We were so, so active. So set a new precedent. Mm-hmm. Don't even get the bride involved. Just talk mm-hmm. with the restaurant. They'll take care of you. It's it's no big deal. Have a ball. Okay. Okay. All right, I will. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Great to talk Bye-bye. to you. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's see who else we've got here. I have Shulman, Lowell Shulman. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Amy Shulman. Yes. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. Thanks. Where are you calling in from? I am in Sheffield, Massachusetts. Okay, terrific. Yes. So I am thrilled. I, I didn't know I would get through. So this is thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Got a so, question? So Well, I have many things, but I'm going to ask you this evening about my father. Okay. Um, My dad has been in, um, I I would say, close to hospice. Uh And he's been going downhill for probably a year and a half to two years. Oh. Yeah. It's, It's been a rough time. Um, and he is, he, he's in a situation now where, you know, he has, he has to have 24 hour care. Uh-huh. Um, and even today he had a very interesting discussion with my dad, uh, I'm sorry, with my brother 
who was visiting him, you know, all the time. So I found your 12 stages, mm-hmm. and I am very, I, I am a bit of um, intuitive, and mm-hmm. I would love some co- coaching as far as that goes, but I'm interested in knowing where he is in the process. Okay. All right. So what Amy's talking about, everybody, is the 12 phases of transition. And I alluded to that in my opening um, comments about my week with these people dying around me. And, um, and what it is, is we all go through these different phases where our spirit leaves our body and holds on to the top of our head and it looks like a cartoon caption bubble, kind of where you see the words, Amy, of a cartoon or what the uh-huh. character is thinking in a cartoon. And then yeah. our deceased loved one's spirits are around us. We have angels around us. And the, these different phases, the position of the angels and the deceased loved ones tells us how close to death somebody is. So what I'm going to do, Amy, is I'm going to connect to you up in Massachusetts and then okay. from you I'm going to connect to your dad and then I'll be shown if he's in transition or not and uh, and then we'll go from there okay okay no that's fantastic because I looked at it earlier and I tried to sort of connect with him so Mm -hmm. I would be so curious to know you know if if that's where where he is so that would Mm -hmm. be great okay so I've got you on my radar I've connected to you and from you to your dad and your dad is in phase seven of the okay. 12 phases of transition. So phase seven okay. looks like his spirit's out of, out of his body attached, hanging on to the top of his head. And by the way, Amy, when people talk about near-death experiences and they talk about going through the tunnel, that's what mm-hmm. they're talking about. And, and when the spirit exits the body through the top of the head, through the, it's called the crown chakra, yes, it, uh-huh. that's where they see the bright light. And that's okay. the tunnel that they experienced. Uh-huh. So his parents, deceased parents, are at his feet. He has angels on either side of his parents. They form a horseshoe up to about his shoulders. And okay. behind them are lots of other deceased loved ones, spirits. And I call all of these deceased loved ones and angels the Welcome to Heaven Committee. <laughs> like, do you remember the old Welcome Wagon Committee? You know, yeah. the wagon ladies in the neighborhood when somebody would move in and they'd right. bring like a basket of fruit or baked yeah. goods or whatever. So uh, that's, that's the phase that he's in. So he's, he's a little more than halfway. But there are okay. three questions I always ask everyone when they're transitioning. And if it's okay with you, let me ask your dad. I would love that. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. So tell me his first name. His, na- he, his name is Richard Donald, but he goes by Don. Okay. All right. So Don, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? Yes. What do you need? My family. Mm. All right, that's pretty, that's pretty typical. That okay. At that stage of the game, they just want their family around them. Him being okay. in pain, I would talk to the hospice workers, the caregivers okay. about okay. that. They, they can usually manage that. Okay. Um, is he able to communicate at all, Amy? He is, but his voice is going. He has, he has several issues. One of them is a form of Parkinson's, Lewy bodies. Oh, yeah. um, and he is losing his ability to speak well. But okay. is there any way you can ask him where he's in pain? Mm-hmm. He's saying his legs and his feet hurt. Yeah. So yeah, his, leg, 
Yeah, he's not able to walk really. So mm-hmm. his, you know, his feet are swollen and and he's mm. got a lot of probably, you know, um I'm going to use the word congestion, <laughs> right? Edema. From yeah. Yeah, edema, edema right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And okay. and so does he sit in a chair a lot with his feet down? Yes. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm getting. That's what he's showing me a picture of. So yeah. maybe maybe get him a little one of those old-fashioned um, ottomans, you know, that okay. you, you probably get one in a in a thrift store or something that's leather that he can prop his feet up on. That will help with the swelling. And I know okay. he doesn't want to stay in bed, and I don't think it's good for him to stay in bed all the time. But but your hospice caregivers can help you with that. They okay. can help you with that extra swelling. They can help you with the pain. And I think once you get the swelling down, that's going to help a lot with his discomfort. Okay. That. Okay. okay. And have you read my book yet, Amy? No, I haven't. I I just found you um, maybe like uh, when I was there visiting him uh, maybe six weeks ago, and I was okay. thrilled because um, you really resonated with me. And I've been uh-huh. doing a lot of uh, intuitive work in the last couple of years, and when I saw your 12 stages and just saw your story, I, it really spoke to me. So. Well, thanks, but... Consider getting my book, Angelic, and it's in, it's in audio book form. It's about four hours. You can listen to it in the car or when you're cooking dinner or whatever. And, <laughs> okay. And, it, and then it's available in paperback and also in, in um, e-book, you know, on Kindle okay. and on the Nook, same thing, or on a, on a computer. And I just think a lot of this is going to make sense for you, and I also yeah. think that it's going to help you get through this and help your family members get through this. Okay, okay great. I, right. I certainly will. No, I'm well, so excited. Thank you, thank you so much for your help. Okay. You bet. Have a good week. You bye-bye. too. All right. Bye-bye. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one. It's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, all together, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals.com and use Julie Ryan at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. See, we do this show every Thursday night and we recorded it at 8 Eastern, 7 Central and 5 Pacific. Now you can call that you can find this call in information a bunch of places anywhere you download podcasts. It's in the show notes. It's on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. If you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, it's, it's there. And uh, also on YouTube, we post that in the show notes too, so you can get it there. 
Normally, I'll answer a question that somebody has sent in online, and this week I did the surviving grief part uh, at the beginning instead. So send in your questions. I pick one each week, and I'll, and I'll come up with an answer, and we'll talk about that. Also, while you're on my site, schedule a private session. That's what I was talking about with Katie, our first caller, and, um, and then we'll have a whole hour, and we can do a multitude of things. I always say I'm, I'm a businesswoman that does woo-woo, and I'm a buffet of psychicness. So as you're hearing on the show, we can do a medical scan. We can scan your pets. We can talk to deceased loved ones. We can see how close to death someone is, like Amy's dad. We can scan houses. I mean, you know, past life stuff. It was so cool, you guys. I think it was yesterday I was talking to a woman and she wanted to do a past life thing and we did. And it showed that she was being persecuted in Norway in the early 1700s. And it was similar to the Salem witch trials that they had in New England. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so she Googled it and she emailed me today and she said, oh my God, there's all this information about that in in Norway and these, you know, these trials of these healers and they were, they were being accused of being um, sorcerers and all that kind of jazz. And so it's so fun when we do past life stuff because all this wild stuff comes up and we get dates and times and places and scenes and then we can Google it and we'll get validation on the stuff that we get, like what this gal did. So when when we're doing a private session, we can do any one of those things, a bunch of them, whatever time allows. So consider scheduling that as well. Okay, let's go back to the phones here. I believe our next caller is LaShonda. Hi, LaShonda. Hi, good evening, Julie. Good evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And um, I'm calling from South Florida. Okay, terrific. You got a question for me? <sighs> yes, my inquiry for you is uh, it's regarding my most recent NSAID treatment, which was about a month ago, 28 days ago. Okay. Um, usually within two to three days after treatment, my symptoms subside and I'm feeling back to my normal, usual self. This mm-hmm. time, however, a week went by before I became concerned because I didn't notice much improvement. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I felt similarly, and even now I don't feel fully restored, and I'm somewhat anxious about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's the first time that I'm experiencing and what you would call maybe an intermittent non-reversal of symptoms. That's mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it, so mm-hmm. um, I'd be very appreciative to know what's going on um, if my symptoms are related to me not responding to treatment for the first time or if the symptoms are stemming from some other underlying or condition that I'm unaware of and need to investigate a follow-up on. I'm not really sure. Okay. okay. And what are your symptoms, LaShonda? Uh, um, take um, inside because I have, uh, like, um, I'm anemic, and um, I'm I'm genetically predisposed to it, actually. Um, I have a trait for that, and um, when I'm chronically low, um, you know, lack of oxygen, you know, to the cells and tissues and organs, you know, is not good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some of the symptoms when I'm kind of depleted there is, um, I would say, shortness of breath, 
tachycardia, you know, racing heart. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel like you your your heart skipped a beat. Um, dizziness, um, fatigue, um, exert. You know, you just feel fatigued from the simplest things, like even mm-hmm. getting in the bed and turning over, and mm-hmm. you turn your head. You know, uh, when you lay down on the pillow and you feel like you're in a free fall sometimes mm-hmm. from the dizziness or what have you, or just uh, walking at a moderate rate of speed, you feel mm-hmm. winded, um, mm-hmm. that kind okay. of thing. Okay. I've got you on my radar while you've been talking, and I, what I did was I just put a, a higher dose into you and everything leveled out. I think you're developing some, um, you know, I, I don't know that the word's resistance, but you're developing kind of like when medicine needs to be increased because you're, it's not enough anymore. The word is escaping me of um, what's going on. So you, have you talked to your doctor about it? Um, this is the first time that it's happened, and he usually sees me about every three months. And previously, I used to do it every other month. And then I um, had surgery because I had a another issue um, I had uh, fibroids that exacerbated the condition, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, ex- excess blood loss. So I had those removed and then everything leveled off again. Mm-hmm. So, I think it makes sense for you to call your doctor, LaShonda, and I think you're, you're just, you just need a higher dose for whatever reason. I would not wait three months. I think you need to get on the phone with your doctor and just let them know what your symptoms are and that you're not feeling right and see what they say on that. Okay. We'll okay. Do. Okay. Uh, Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. So Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty. Let's see who else we got here. Uh, hang on. All right. I just did something that has messed up my um, dashboard. Let me see if I can see if I can figure out how to get this back. Uh, there we go. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> that scared me when I did it because I don't know what I did. All my names went away. Natalicia, hi there. I've got you next. Hello, hello. Are you there? There you are. Hello? Hi. Hey. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Did you have a question for me? I did. This is Sunny. Hi, Sunny. Hi. I haven't been able to listen to your show for a little bit. But um, anyway, um, you had told me several months ago that I had um, excessive candida, and I've been on a really strong, or I shouldn't say strong, but a really good diet for the last three months, a Mm candida-type diet. And I was just wondering if you could possibly check me out and see um, if I'm in a much better place with the candida. <laughs> sure. Sunny, please tell everybody where you're calling in from. Um, I have just moved to Santa Barbara, California, so I'm in... Oh, poor baby. I know. It's oh, so my here. gosh. <laughs> I know it is. I just think of Bougainvillea everywhere, that gorgeous... Yes. 
that gorgeous hot pink bougainvillea or, or yes. yellow sometimes or purple sometimes. And it's just, you guys, it's just this little flower and it grows all over the walls and stuff. It's got some nasty thorns on it though, so don't get close to it, but it's pretty <laughs> to see from afar, doesn't it? It's got some big old thorns on the, that stuff. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So connecting to you, here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading out to you in Santa Barbara. Got you. Yeah, it's better. It's better. You still got a bunch of it, though, girl. Um, So, yeah, keep keep on the be careful what you're eating. Are you taking Nystatin, Sunny? Uh, I was for a while, um, and then I'm not now because I'm on another medication. Mm-hmm. that the doctors put me on, and um, he told me I had, and I have to be on it for two months, and I have like 10 more days Okay. It, so okay. I, I'm not on it. I would go back on the Nystatin when you can, okay. and uh, the medicine that they put you on for yeast I don't think is probably as effective as Nystatin. Well, I, it I, isn't I, for the candida. It's for, it's um, Harvoni. Um I was diagnosed with hepatitis C, of all things, after years, and um, apparently from blood transfusions, um, Mm -hmm. because I'm in that age group. (laughs) Yeah. Sunny, if you can, Sunny, if you can... Schedule a private session. Let's work on that hep C. I can help you get get it out of your system. Um, I do that a lot. And also, we need to do another big yeast, you know, evacuation. Okay. I have been so good with my diet. I was just hoping and praying it was gone. (laughs) No, it's not gone, but it's better. But let's do another another sweep and get that stuff out of there. All right. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Congratulations on your new home. Enjoy it. Yes, thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Now I think I've got Natalizia. Hi, are you there? Yes, hi. There you are. Okay, good. How are you? <laughs> good, thank you. Uh, Terrific. Yeah. Please tell everybody where you're calling in from. Uh, I'm calling from Hilton Head, South Carolina, Hilton Head Island. Okay. Terrific. You got a quick question for me? Yeah, um, I I I was um, um, I lost my mom about a few months ago, and I just um, and, and and so I just would like to know, um, and and I never got to see her. Um, and same thing for my dad uh, when he passed. So um, I, I tried to kind of know if they're okay. Oh. Uh, honey, they're in heaven. It doesn't get any better than where they are. Everybody goes to heaven. But tell me your mom's name. Um, Judy. Judita. Judy. Judy. Did she go by Judy or Judita? Judita. Judita. All right. So here we go. I'm connected to you in Hilton Head. All right. Got you. She's standing to your right. Judita. I've got your daughter. Do you have a question for her? Uh, yeah, I just want to know um, if, um, if she's okay. She's fabulous. She's saying she's with you all the time. She said that there's no reason to be sad because she's with you more now than she was before. 
because she's in spirit form, so she can be she can go with you wherever you are. She's saying for you to talk with her. Did you hear me talking with talking earlier and saying I think it was with Amy that that you ask something? No, I think it was actually on the on um, the family that died in Arizona, and um, and I think that was Glenda. But when you want to talk to your mom or your dad, you just say something to them in their head, in your head or aloud. And it's going to be the first thing that pops into your head is going to be them answering you because spirits communicate telepathically. I think so many of us think we're going to hear something and sometimes we do, but most of the time it comes in as a thought. And so you can have, you can have a conversation with them anytime you want. Anywhere your brain is and you are, if your brain's with you, you can talk to your deceased loved ones because that's how I do it. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Okay? So so practice. Just practice on easy stuff. You know, ask a question or ask, make a comment or something, and then you'll get a thought, and then say something else, and then you're going to get another thought, and then say something else, and you're going to be having a conversation with them. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All righty. Have you read my book, Natalizia? Yes, I'm almost. Yes, I I am halfway. I love it. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. So Perfect. Okay. So hopefully that'll give you some tools, and it'll also give you some comfort. Okay. And yeah. if you want, schedule a schedule a session. And we can have a in depth conversation, and we can practice. So you'll get really good at it. Okay. 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 Thanks for calling. <laughs> Thank bye bye. All right, everybody, that's it. We are out of time. And uh, for those of you that I didn't get to, my apologies. Please call in next week and let me know that you called, and I'll do my best to take you first. And for everybody listening, I hope your weekend is just terrific and the first of next week as well. Get my book. Angelic Attendance, for those of you that have read it, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a an Amazon review because it helps other people find the material. And uh, remember to put a review on iTunes about the the show. Tell your family and friends about it. And um, register to win a free session with me. We'll give one away the first Thursday in September. So follow me on Instagram at Ask Julie Ryan. Write a review about why you like the podcast on iTunes and Ask Julie Ryan. And subscribe to my blog at AskJulieRyan.com. And with that, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan. And like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.